The Boise Bubble Podcast is brought to you in partnership with Speak Studios and Speak Boise. Speak Boise is a community-driven studio space where voices from all walks of life can speak and be heard. You can find them on Instagram and Facebook at Speak Studios, Speak Boise, and at their website, speakstudios.com. Speak Studios, speak and be heard. This podcast is also brought to you by Instant Imprints. Promote better with Instant Imprints. Instant Imprints are Boise's visual communications experts and your place for everything you need to promote your business, club, school, or group. As a locally owned business, Instant Imprints specializes in making your organization more visible with custom branded apparel, embroidery, promotional items, print services, and wide format printing for signs, as well as banners and vehicle graphics. Want better ways to get noticed? Visit Instant Imprints at instantimprints.com slash Boise or call 208-IMPRINT. That's 208-467-7468. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast, where we talk all things Treasure Valley. We're your hosts, Shane and Natalie Plummer. Welcome back to the conversation. Natalie, how are you today? I'm great. Um, we're surrounded by some really amazing food, so I'm having a hard time focusing, but I'm excited today. <laughs> I'm excited because I've positioned my mic where I can actually reach the food. Oh, good. And honestly, I'm planning on doing more eating than I am talking today. So everyone I get like ready for some food ASMR. <laughs> mm. Yes, it's like my favorite. So last podcast, we kind of delved into some deeper, heavier topics. And today we're going to lighten things up. But let's start a little bit heavy. I feel like the pandemic has affected us all in different ways, mainly in food. And it's hard to find good places to eat, or at least it was during 2020. That's one of the cool things about Boise is I feel like we're managing things fairly well. I had a guy come over um, that I was interviewing from California mm -hmm. and he said, where can I find a place to eat? And I said, <gasps> anywhere. <laughs> they should DM know. me. Yeah. Do you want to introduce our guest? I'll get there. Okay. I'll get there. Like, who's this person talking? <laughs> One of the, the things that know. stood out to me is uh, how hard it is to keep a restaurant open. And I think that we've all seen some of our favorites drop off the map in the past year. So oh gosh. Yeah. action item, what can some, uh, what are some things that we can do to keep the places that we like up and going and keep them on the radar? So I think that one of the things that we can do is give some visibility into some awesome places. Definitely. So, so that said, let's start with introductions. Alex. Hi, Hi I'm Alex from you? Boy Food. Um, it's a food brand um, focused on brunch and all the yummy things in the Boise community. Um, I also started a podcast called The Table Rock Podcast, um, having a conversation with foodies. Mm. For someone who is social media inept, what's a foodie? <laughs> you know, so I actually looked it up. There's a Merriam-Webster dictionary definition. It's a person having an avid interest in the latest food fads. You made it into the dictionary. Congratulations. Oh, goodness. You know, I did. Once I read that, I put a shocked face because I, <laughs> I really do feel like that hit me. I was like, wow, hmm. that is how I identify myself. Yeah. And you're not just a foodie, but you're a foodie influencer here right. in Boise. Which is a whole different, I feel like, demographic in some ways. Mm. Yeah. Do you want to tell us just a little bit about how that works? Yeah, totally. Um, you know, I think a general foodie is someone that's just excited about food. Um, and I think it's just self-identified. You know, you can't argue with someone whether they're a foodie or not. They may think ch Chili's is the best place to be, <laughs> um, which is totally fine in my food world. Um, the influencer side is kind of that marketing and that media side. So I have a degree in advertising with an emphasis in social media and writing. Um, so my brand is very foodie focused, but I think more so, you know, um, I'm looking at it from the media side. So the photography, the writing, um, the videography. So tell us a little bit about your history. You said 
a little bit about your degree, but yes. go oh, vandals. What's your, <laughs> what's your work in history here in the Valley? How do you know food here? And what have you been doing? So I did this? an internship with Tara Morgan, who was the previous food and wine editor in 2018 with food for, um, and really it was my food blog that, you know, started to take off in 2016. Oh gosh, I'm going to age myself. <laughs> I actually started the blog, uh, just as a personal account back in the day, um, Instagram and Twitter, it, there was a trend not to have your name as your food account. And so I was trying to think, what would I be if I were to try to make a name for myself? Um, and so I kind of stumbled onto it, you know, boy food, I'm a gay person. So it's a little bit of a food pun. Um, but also I was just flabbergasted. No one in the community had taken that or used the hashtag or made it a thing. And so I just swooped right in. Mm. And I started getting, um, you know, work, um, from organizations and learning more about the food community and, um, that's really how I kind of started to work into it, volunteering at the farmer's market, um, you know, talking to the people in my food community and wanting to celebrate them more. And you've worked at several places here in the Valley, right? Yes. Oh, goodness. So I currently work for City Go Boise, which is a transportation organization trying to promote sustainable transportation in the downtown area. So less traffic. I'm working on it, friends. <laughs> um, but I also was a prep cook for rice. I mean, I've done a lot of things. I've worked for the co-ops. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So I'm always trying to get my hands in food. Awesome. Tell me a little bit about how you met Natalie. So I actually wrote it out. I was thinking about it. So I started with Natalie as a uh, friendly. Yes. For sure. The, and this, no, let's describe that word. Cause yeah. I, so my friend who runs uh, the Instagram page, happier hub, she wanted a word that was different from, um, from an Instagram friend. She's like, there has to be a word yeah. that is a friend through social media. And so she came up with the word friendly. I think I haven't heard it anywhere else. I've been really liking it. And I love it. I love that word because, you know, there is an interesting relationship between people in social media that has uh, real meaning, but it's just a little different than, totally. you know. I would define like friendlies as people that know more about me than I know about them. <laughs> Yes, that's perfect. Yes. Um, but you know, I had started following Natalie when I graduated college. Um, I was just a, you know, social media person. I was studying it. And um, I would say Natalie was the first person to break the glass ceiling of local media professionals, you know, that uh, local influencer. And so she was the first person where I saw all of her content. And I was like, this is, I didn't even know this was a thing. Hmm. Yeah. But we went to Chateau de Flore yes. and we met there and I, it was just such a flabbergasting experience to be able to, um, see someone I aspire. And then within a year we were sitting at the same table having a meal. And I was very grateful for that. Yeah. And I think you were the first person who ever took over Hello Meridian, which I think I've only had. Three oh my gosh. I ever. took over Hello Meridian. Yeah. So for a whole day you yeah. took over and like, Oh my God, oh my God I did. That's yeah, right. Do you just remember this? <laughs> I don't remember. No, Apparently it wasn't that pivotal. In your life. It was pretty, it, no, oh, it was and awesome. back then I'm sure I was freaking out. I'm freaking out. No, I'm like, what can I do that again? <laughs> yes, please. You want to come on boy that. food? Sure. Yeah. You're it. already in the Boise bubble. Come on down. Oh my gosh. That'd be so fun. Let's yes. We'll make plans. So you came on and you, I think you showed like your four, four of your top picks for people to oh, yeah. explore. But what yeah. What did I pick? Do you remember? Oh my gosh. No. I Some yummy places. Back. I bet. Yeah. I think something Asian. I, I can't remember. Yeah. But, Hawaii. Um, yeah. I'm so, from Hawaii guys. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you're from Hawaii mm. and how long have you lived in Idaho again? I've lived in Idaho ooh, since high school. So okay. 2008 or nine is when I moved. Right, yeah. That's so just I've about when I graduated from high school too. Oh, look <laughs> at that. <laughs> just kidding. Um, yeah, so it's fun. Um, and we've been able to do some lives together, which is fun. So it's, it's cool yeah. to have you here. Um, and I really wanted to have you on because, uh, the more I talk to you, the more I realize that you are such an asset for learning about new food. 
So oh, I thank thought you. That you could That's really share honor. that with um, our audience. Um, so do you want to kind of dive yeah. into it? Oh, let's get into the meat of the subject. Can I preface first? Sure. Because <laughs> I can imagine what some people are feeling that are local here and they think, no, 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 please don't. Please mm-hmm. don't tell all these awesome places. Oh, yeah. The valley is full of amazing places to eat. But holes in the I, wall. Gemstones. But I feel like we've all noticed that some of our favorite holes and dives have become very busy. And so I feel a little bit mixed about this. And I imagine I'm that glad some you're of our listeners. This. Well, because it's a real thing. When, whenever we highlight something and people hear about it and we sell it well, we tell about what we liked. Other people are going to want to go there, too. It's going to be harder for us to find a table. How do I don't always this? tag um, the food members in my community when I eat there. Sometimes you're going to have to send me a DM or do a little bit more work to find that place. Mm-hmm. I think it's a balance. I mean, when I think of the food providers in my community, I want them to be busy. I mean, yes. Do I want to worry about my wait time or getting in? Um, no, of course. I love being able to have that direct relationship, but um Overall, I want them to be supported. I want them to grow another location and have that capacity. And we're going to start to see that. If you look at Paddles Up Poke, you know, Dan has gone from one poke shop to across the whole entire Idaho area. That's Mm -hmm. awesome. So how would you summarize it to a listener who is a little bit hesitant about you sharing about their favorite spot? What do you tell them? What perspective can you offer them to be okay with more visibility? So, you know, it's funny you mentioned this because in the outdoor community, it's a huge thing as well. Not sharing the local gemstones of our area with hot springs and mountains and secret trails. Um, I struggle with that as a food community person. And that's what I I think first I think of is um, I, you know, am figuring out that process for myself with my own food blog. And um, I think it's a hard balance. But I think, um, you know, if you truly love a food place, you want to, you know, why do we share something for free? It's because we're excited about it and we want to share that joy with others. And that's like the fundamental nature of food. It's meant to be shared. Mm -hmm. And also just working with so many local businesses. um, When I think about what they are and they are people supporting their family and every bit of that success means so much to them that um, and how grateful they are when when they realize that they have whoever it is has shared about them um, that their response to that really drives me. Um, Yeah. And, you know, you may love a restaurant, but you may only visit there once a month. And so I always think about that, too, is, you know, um, sharing it with the community is just helping them get that growth and um, have that consistency for their business that will keep them alive during, you know, the season right now that we're in. Mm. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we pay homage to some places that we've lost along the way. Oh, I've got a list. Can I start? Yeah. (laughs) I worked downtown for two years Uh and I ate probably twice a week at Andy's Deli on the corner of. Is it ninth in Idaho? It I was, didn't even know they're gone. Oh man. It broke my oh. heart. I remember I had left downtown. I went back to my home office and I came back like a year later. It just excited to go see Van and Way, the two owners. Mm-hmm. I think that what stuck out to my to me the first time that I went there is that a friend took me and they said, Look, you're gonna in, you're gonna meet Way <laughs> and she's gonna hear your name one time and she'll always remember it from there on out. And I thought, that's a cool trick. We'll see. The Kellys from Petit Four are like that. She totally did, though. I went in there the second time and the third time, and she remembered my name every day after that. It was so personal. 
It matters. And their food was good, and they had a variety of good. Awesome sandwiches. They're Vietnamese, so they had an awesome banh mi. Banh mi's will never be the same now that they're gone. But then they had awesome finger steaks. Oh, I love finger I steaks. I never had their finger steaks. Mm. Oh. I just don't even know what finger steaks are, but that's Oh, <laughs> Idaho food. I feel like that's on you. I've eaten them. I just, it's a, it's a confusing food for me, but mm. that's fine. Anyway, that it's a part of our food culture. It's something I'm constantly trying to dissect myself. <laughs> what have you lost that you wish were still here? So the first two I thought of was Red Feather and Juniper. Mm. You know, I think the bar community and beverages have been particularly affected because of COVID. And um, we're seeing a shift in our food culture. And particularly for me, Red Feather was so pivotal. I don't know if anyone knows it. It's one of the Mm -hmm. Bitter Creek, um, Dave Crick restaurants. But Red Feather was that elevated experience. It was um, they had a prohibition kind of scene. They were one of the best bars. I loved going to brunch there. And um, I think it's becoming more of a Bitter Creek. But I definitely think we're seeing a shift. Boise, I don't think is looking to um, frivolously eat as much anymore. Um, we're looking more at um, food that's filling our stomachs and souls. How about you, Natalie? That I've lost? Yeah. yeah. I was honestly thinking of Juniper. I love, that's, oh. that was just one of my favorite places. I love the vibe. I love walking around into Freak Alley. Yeah. Um, so I was really devastated about that. Mm. Well, let's highlight some awesome spots. Should we, how should we skin this cat? Should we do I think geographically? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's start, um, let's start on the outskirts, okay. shall we? Sure. A little bit let's further out. Let's talk about the Nampa, Middleton, Caldwell area. Oh okay. yeah. And I know that that's a big Ooh. area, but there's some great places out there. Yeah. So my sure. Middleton homie was telling me that Burger Den is the place to be if you're out in Middleton. In 2011, I did a tour of Purple Sage Farms. They had this milk milk thistle, which numbs your tongue. I'll never forget the experience, but you know, I think that's a big thing. People think of visiting restaurants, but have you ever thought about going out to a farmer? Mm. Well, and how would they even find to do that? Like, yeah. do, do you think that's something that we need to coordinate where? Oh, if you reach out experience? to a farmer, I don't think farmers are going to be against, you know, of course we have COVID season, but I think a farm is a pretty easy place to socially distance. Mm-hmm. Um, just reaching out to them and talking to them. Um, I know they're always open to education and tours. And we're actually looking at doing an online tour series um, through Fair Idaho um, to show these places in case people don't, you know, have the um, chutzpah to travel that far or um, because of everything going on now. Mm. Okay. Natalie, what sticks out to you in Nampa? Um, Well, we love Mesa tacos in Nampa. It's so delicious. Um, It's right on, what street is it? It's on first street. So I really like that Nampa is kind of doing this revitalization of their downtown. It's 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 a hop in place. It's so great. It's right next to um, Labyrinth Games, which is (gasps) totally random. Have you done that yet? No, I haven't. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. So it's a escape room. Yeah. um, I don't know how I feel about that. Okay, it's different than any escape room I've ever been. We should just go. We'll do it. We'll do it. I'll do it with you. It's High quality. So it's right next to that it's right across from another great place which is uh-huh. messenger pizza oh, i don't know if you've been there but I it has haven't. like pizza slices the size of your head it's delicious what i love yeah any bigger the better yes and so uh, that section i mean also they have i haven't been yet but um is it is it holy cow burgers holy cow oh, yes i think i've heard of it through yeah the i've heard that's really good i haven't yeah. been there but that whole Let's section go. of nampa is just so cool and they have well, you know, okay, Brick 29. Let's talk about it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Have you been to Brick 29? I haven't. But my friend that's a local in Nampa said this is the place to be right now. 
Now, I should probably have done more research beforehand, but is Brick 29 <laughs> the one that's on the, the upper floor of that building that's a little bit so off the So Craft Lounge is below, Look, which if, right. if you're uh-huh. looking for a really sophisticated, sexy cocktail oh, uh, place. that sounds like my brand. Yes, you need to go to Craft Lounge. Um, you actually have to walk through the janitor's door to get to it. Ooh. And so you're just kind of, you're not sure what's happening. And then you walk in and it's just this sexy. Is it cool purposeful feeling. that way? Yes. Okay, I, yeah, so. I was like, wow, that yeah. must be an experience. It's really cool. And then right above that is um, Brick 29. And um, I love Brook 29. It's a great atmosphere. It was just recently redone, I think two years ago. Oh, wow. Um, but it's kind so of. Nampa the, is just really up in its game oh, right for now. Sure. Okay, for we're sure. going to have to go out and have a whole day, I feel like. Yeah. So for those of the, uh, of the listeners who don't know what Brick 29 is, how would you describe it? Um, local. <laughs> yes, definitely local. I guess I would probably just call it um, kind of elevated American. Um, they have a great uh, bar. That's a big feature in our food community, mm-hmm. I think, is redefining what American tastes are. Mm-hmm. Um, Amano, of course, I'm so biased, obsessed. I will scream it from the rooftop. I'm like, if you like Mexican food and you haven't had Amano, are you even in the Treasure Valley? And this is in Caldwell. Yes. Right next to um, Indian Creek Plaza. Right. Yep. I was mm-hmm. so shocked when I went there for the first time. first Idaho bank building, the patina bar top. I have a girlfriend who will not leave the O2. Um, that's the zip code. <laughs> And I actually tricked her. I got her in my car and I said, we're going to actually Caldwell. Uh-huh. Um, you're going to have the best experience of your life. She did. And we see that so often. People are really staying in this little section. And in Boise, uh, people who live in Boise sometimes, I've noticed, have a hard time going into Meridian for whatever yeah. reason. And Caldwell, are they going into Boise? But that's that's one thing that's such a shame is that there is so much to explore <sighs> outside of just your little neighborhood. And, totally. And we when I think that. that's what I, you know, as a food person, that's what I want to see is food cultures that are existing in these different areas. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Amano was smart to build out in Caldwell. I think it was a cost um, choice, but... Calo is the heart of Mexican food in our area. That's where the immigrants live, you know, and the farmer community. And so I think it definitely pays homage to that. But it's something I think about is our different districts and all these yummy foods that we have. I mean, look at Meridian and Fiesta Chicken. Come on. <laughs> Before we get to Fiesta Chicken, I know that it holds a special place in Natalie's heart. What is it about Amano that makes it stand out amongst all the other awesome Mexican food places? So mono means by hand. Um, and I think about the owners, um, you know, they are taking their family's food. So I don't, most people don't know this, but they're, uh, so Sal is the chef um, and owner with his wife, Becca, his grandmother or his mother, I'm sorry, is in the restaurant every weekend. If you have the, um, oh goodness, I'm going to, I totally lost it. The fried chili rellenos Mm -hmm. and um, the pozole, it is her recipe. And the chili rellenos is always made by her. It's made by a grandmother every weekend. I mean, come on people. Um, So just that attention to detail. And I I think on a national level, um, they will be adding to that Mexican food culture. And it's something that I was just talking about it actually on the Table Rock podcast, but I think we are, going through this identity feeling with Boise on what our food is, especially with everything that happened. And Amano is one of those places that I think is starting to add to the national narrative of what it is to eat Mexican. Mm. Hi, that sounds like high praise. I feel like we need to go there like tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is one of the most gorgeous date nights. Their Lotteria drink menu is fire. Yeah. What else stands out in that area before we switch it up? Oh, Cliff's Market, the grocery store. I know that's so surprising. It's a country market, but so cheap for organic and produce. And I'm just a sucker for a good grocery store. 
I don't think I've checked that out. Oh, <gasps> we should go. Together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna just have to keep this list running. Yes. Okay, I'm excited about that. Love it. Uh, let's move into your turf, Natalie Meridian. Okay. Oh, back to Tell us some highlights. Okay, all right. Let's Ooh. let's clarify with the Fiesta Chicken. Okay, <laughs> so randomly, I went to Fiesta Chicken with a friend, and I was like, "What is this random place?" So it's just um, on. There's two locations. There's, there's two locations. one in Boise. The, yes, there's one in Orchard, which yeah. I haven't been to, and then there's one. I did go. It was did? equally good. Okay. Yeah. I talked to the owner's grandson or something about it, and he's the nicest guy yesterday, because of course I was there yesterday. Um, so it's on um, Five Mile and U Stick. It's just a little place. It's locally owned, and they just do char. You would not. I didn't believe you when you told me. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Natalie yeah. was like, you have to go. And I was it's like, it's just char right. chicken. Like, it, yeah. And it's in a business that you wouldn't, it's nothing. Um, you know, it's like a strip mall. Yeah. You'd be like, what is this place? It's literally like, it's a ghost front in a way. And mm -hmm. then you get the food. Mm -hmm. You have to eat it in the parking lot. I feel yeah. like it's yeah, a moment. I, I do. I mean, I just eat it with my hands in the parking lot. And, um, That's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a drive through, which is like, yeah. it's a bigger deal than you think. And their um, mac and cheese. Oh my gosh. And the, and the, ch and the tacos, I mean, everything there is good and it's just the most random place. And again, they're have, they have no idea who I am, but I just keep on talking about yeah. it because I have this weird craving. Um, but that's the kind of place that I, I love to know about because I never would have stopped there. And I think anything. that's a big thing you were talking, we were talking about foodie influencers and that's the thing, right? We have places that we don't need you to pay. We, you don't even have to like us. We are still going to talk about yeah. you. We love you. And then, you know, being conscious that sometimes I'm talking about food that maybe there's some business in the behind the scenes. Maybe mm -hmm. I like it, but you know, do I go there every week mm -hmm. as a religion? Sure. The, the, there's definitely a difference because you're a foodie um, influencer. I'm just in general an, an influencer. I think but, you're a food. I think one of the categories you I think would say you're a foodie influencer. Okay. You're my foodie influencer. Oh, thank you. Um, but that is interesting because sometimes we're just we're just organically there. Sometimes we are there because we um, have an arrangement with the business. Um, for me, my policy is that I just don't like I if I don't like it and, and I don't recommend it, it's not going to show up there mm -hmm. for whatever reason that I'm versus I'm talking of. bad. I th I'm not I'm not a fan of that either yeah no. you know if i don't like a place i usually will tell them directly and that's the end of the story exactly i do the same mm. thing and i've done and that hasn't happened a lot but there has been some times when i've been like it just wasn't great um yeah. or and i it, i would feel bad if somebody went there and and then reach out to me do you ever feel that pressure like recommendations wise i feel that as a food influencer that sometimes there's that pressure that it has to be perfect and there's a humanity to it that maybe you know something happened in that experience and i always try to give a place two tries mm -hmm. before i make a decision on whether or not i'm going to keep going there yeah that's great um my pressure is a little less because i what i realize is i can't make everyone happy and mm -hmm. the demographic that follows is so different. I mean, huge. Again, if there's somebody who just, their favorite thing in the world is chilies, then maybe um, another place, uh, if I'm gonna go to like Gorgani's in Eagle. Oh, love them. It's so great. They probably are going to not appreciate that as much. And that's okay, because I'm going coming from as broad as I can, but I am yeah. just one person. and. And I hope people understand that. What do you think of the Meridian food community, friends, though? I'm so curious because it is its own neighborhood. It is its own food culture. What do you guys think about it? Uh, from the perspective of quantity, I can't believe how, how many restaurants there are in yeah. Meridian. I can't believe we keep that many open. I mean, yeah. it yeah. is, we, I keep on thinking. How many? Do you, would you have an estimate? I don't know. I know that it's one of the highest per uh, capita for a city. Oh, wow. Um, and I just keep thinking, is anyone eating at home? Because, and then they just keep coming. I mean, yes. I could do a new restaurant every week. The Meridian food community, I would say, you know, cause I went to high school there is definitely supportive of having a food community to feed them mm -hmm. mm. versus cooking at home. 
Yeah. Um, hunger. Uh, I had to mention the most famous place there for sure. The hungry onion. Mm-hmm. It's like the West side drive in Meridian. Yeah. We should go. Yeah. I want to actually, I have not been there because usually if I'm in Meridian and I want like a fantastic burger, I go to main street burger. Ooh, so that's your place. Mm-hmm. I love main street burger. It's nice. a, would you say that's one of your favorite chains? Uh, it's a solid burger. Mm-hmm. Love it. And good fries. And it's just a simple menu. Uh, but it's good quality. Simplicity's best. Yeah. I like it. And the quantity, uh, I hate to say that, but like my mind is always doing the balance for quality versus quantity versus price. Yeah. And I love something that. about Main Street hits all those marks for me. I would love to just get like a year long pay to just research the fry sauce of all of our areas <laughs> and see the differences. Okay. There's a huge community just wanting to know all about fried sauce. Yeah. Have you I'm ever sure. tried to ask for fry sauce outside of Idaho? Yes, we have lived in the South and I yeah. have done that there. And they're like, what, what are you talking about? But uh, yeah. It's so when people here. ask about our food culture here, fry sauce, period. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if maybe I'm just speaking from my own experience. Yeah. But I wonder how much of um, the quantity of restaurants there are in Meridian is reflective of the demographic. Like us, oh, we're in sure. our early forties. We've got kids. We're busy with careers and kids activities. Mm-hmm. When I think about my life growing up, we never ate out. We ate out maybe on our birthdays if that was it. Mm. Uh, but like for just, Hey, I don't want to cook today. That was never even a thought that crossed into our mind today. We're so busy. How often do you think that we eat out? Maybe we shouldn't say, never mind. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, I don't know if I, that's accurate. I, I mean, I think I harbor a little bit of guilt for her yeah. how, how much we eat out, but it is hugely convenient. I feel that. We're supporting local. Yes. Like, you have yes. to think about that. Yeah, I feel better about that. <laughs> but I think maybe it's just, it's a busy demographic. Yeah. Too busy and, with kids and well, life. Yes, to, there's a lot of movement in Meridian for sure. Well, yes. I mean, it's we the have Meridian young... of the area. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there are a lot of families and honestly, families are just busier in general. I mean, I don't love that move. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really like the whole soccer mom uh, idea of like every night is a different activity. And uh, there the, is a pressure there, though, in Meridian yeah, to be like, sure. we do all the things. By the way, you know, I have not been to the art um, week. And I try every year and I swear this year is going to be my year for the Meridian Art Week. And so I don't think it is as um, attended as it should be, but it is like an influencer thing. I know you do the rocks every year Mm -hmm. or leave your art, but it'd be fun to do like a group activity. That would be really fun. Um, But speaking of Meridian, we should probably talk about Crave, which is um, in Meridian. Right. It is in Meridian. It started there and we have all this gorgeous food right here with us. They actually sent food for us with a cute little note saying congratulations on the podcast or good luck on the podcast. The Tokyo hot chicken. So good. So tell us just a little bit because this is such an interesting concept, but at the same time, I feel like people are very confused Right. for a couple of reasons. One, Uh the concept's a little new. It's, it's a little bit like the, the cloud kitchen, which is so funny to me because when Crave first started, I instantly knew the model and was like, hey, this is what it is. I spent so much time explaining this model. But also we have a wonderful restaurant called Crave in Eagle. Oh, I know. And and that is a great restaurant. Highly recommend. Super fun for a date night. But people are- crosshairs. Yeah. So people are really confused about these two. That's why I try to say Crave delivery. Yes. So there's Crave. uh, Well, it's a Crave restaurant in Eagle. Mm -hmm. Highly recommend. And then just maybe explain just for like, like we're a five-year-old. Yeah. um, What is Crave delivery? I was a preschool teacher, so I think I can do this. (laughs) So Crave was- I think the hard thing about this concept is it's really a national organization as far as the growth model and the expectation. I think we're really lucky that they chose Boise as the place that they want to grow this business. Um, but the idea is that they are taking place, uh, 
food members of the national community and trying to get them to have the resources to be able to feature food in our area. So if you look at, you know, Almeida's or um, Tokyo Hot Chicken, um, you know, most of their locations, Elliot's in Seattle, um, they're notorious. They have Michelin stars. They are um, winning awards and that type of thing. They're places that you would have to travel to eat to. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I think that's something we were, you know, talking about this season of the pandemic and what's been happening and obviously takeout has become a dominant force and something that is happening. And so Crave is trying to also bring in local chefs to have this community of food people so they can work together and grow their business. And that's something that I've loved to see is basically all these shops together, you know, trying to run their business and be able to work together. Um, But basically it's a takeout service currently. So you can, you know, order any type of food. And the nice thing is you can have differences. So if you want to order, you know, Tokyo hot chicken and maybe the kids want to have some Mexican food, you can have anything and all have it delivered at the same time. It's a little more efficient than maybe trying to order at different spaces. Mm -hmm. The other thing too, is you are paying directly to Crave and the um, chefs. And so it's more of a system where they're getting that money out versus like maybe Grubhub or some of the other services that I've heard have quite ghostly charges sometimes to the restaurant owners. Yes. And we could talk about that a little bit. So first of all, one thing I like about Crave is they do have their own drivers. And so they're very focused. uh They're very focused on quality. They're like Dutch bros. Have you noticed? that like in their friendliness so friendly mm. have you met a uh, crave delivery driver Maybe not as friendly no but i've met a dash bro Dutch Bros is very friendly very very yeah, friendly. i've ordered coffee from them in the morning and i'm like don't look at me i know i'm like it's just it's way too early for this way level of intensity me, but, but great company. i'm a business guy <laughs> Um, but speaking of, the, but the drivers, they, you know, they, they're they have trained, Crave cars uh-huh, and they, I had us, I did a tour of Crave and I couldn't believe how many of the drivers messaged me uh-huh. saying this is so great. And also how much they enjoyed working for that company, especially when they had come from other delivery services, um, services and just the differences between those two um, organizations. And that's what I think about constantly in our food community. I think, you know, knowing the server, knowing the person that's driving your food, it's so easy to grab your plate and not think about every single hand that's touched the food before it's gotten to you. Mm. So for those of us in the camp that understands things physically, like we like mm-hmm. to touch it and feel it. I feel like we glossed over something. Where is yeah. this place? Can I just walk into Crave and I want to get some food at Crave? So what you is this can do facility? to go. Yeah, so you can do to go. It's basically a um, closed out facility. So you can't sit down and have a meal with them. Um, you can go in and they do have a coffee service that is kind of a front area. Um, and then you can also do pickup. So you can go to the Crave location and avoid the delivery service. Um, I like to go see my girlfriend, Andrew there. Um, but they all, oh, I don't know if I should say this. I think I'm just going to go ahead. Um, <laughs> Um, Daring. Oh, well, they're they're doing a downtown dining location, so they will have in-house dining and they're looking at bringing more local restaurateurs, more national presences. Um, And it's really exciting. And I think uh, just like kind of where we're at with the Boise bubble, right? Everyone's scared of this, like growth forward. And what I'm realizing is start running. You know, we can be scared and try to sit down and say that this isn't happening. But I'm realizing that part of it is leaning into this change. Mm -hmm. So it's a facility. It's a big warehouse with yep. several kitchens in it. Yep. Yes. So basically what it is, it's on 10 mile and almost to the freeway. Mm-hmm. And you go in and it, it was, the tour was really cool. And I'll probably do another tour. And um, maybe when this podcast drops, I'll make sure there's something on Hello Meridian. So if you're wondering what it looks like, I, I will repost the tour so that you can go look on it. So if you're listening, then it's probably on my stories right now. Um, but basically- Get it. <laughs> Basically, there's like, I think, 15 right now restaurants Mm -hmm. that are all uh, lined up and then 
they back up to a conveyor belt. Yep. So basically when you place your order, you could order sushi and pizza and um, Merite Bake Shop or something like I that. I mean, pretty much anything. They had flowers for Valentine's. They are not messing around. Wait, they had flowers, really? Oh yeah, they've been oh, doing so that. many different projects. I'm actually going to the um, BAM, the Boise Art Museum virtual uh-huh. gala, and they have like a to-go menu set for the gala. Oh, that's so, so great. So it gets delivered to everyone. So you send your order in and then it goes into the system and basically heads to the kitchen and it mm-hmm. goes in, it they are notified when to prepare the food so that it arrives consistently. All the food gets pushed out at the same time, goes in and then it's out. So I think a big thing about Crave I constantly think about is a lot of people see it as kind of this food organization, which I totally get. But from a food media side, this is also a technology. Crave developed an app. They developed this technology to be able to have that service from when the chefs are cooking to when the drivers are going out. And I don't know if anyone's used the service, but I have found it quite efficient usually when, you know, the order to delivery time. Awesome. Uh, What else, Natalie? Food places. If you wanted to go out to brunch, in Meridian, where do you brunch go? Brunch in Meridian, okay. You know how I feel about brunch. Yes, so um, I would say my number one pick for brunch, this is so random, but I love Express Cafe. So Express Cafe. Express Cafe, okay, okay. Like, I've never been. No, no one's, been, well, actually many people have been. But, they, um, but this is one of those don't tell anyone. Kind of, but okay. like I do work <laughs> with them sometimes, like I've chatted with them, they love the business. So, uh-huh. um, but they are a little tiny restaurant. They're a diner. Um, yeah, it's a diner. It's on, uh, it's in Meridian on Fairview. I love a good diner. Yeah, it's it's a straight up diner. So it's not really, I wouldn't say brunch, but if, if I want to just like, just have amazing brunch food, um, it's right across the street from Ido Pizza Company, which is another great place. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do cake donuts every morning. Oh my gosh. And they sell out <gasps> all Sweet the time. Sweet sensations. Oh my gosh, so yes. And <laughs> That was actually on my list. Oh so my that's an, so, so yes, I would go to Express Cafe, get there. Just anything on the menu is amazing. Okay, we but love like top thing. Top thing. Well, they have they have pancakes that are like they're like t- like the cinnamon house and McCall yes. size. Yeah, they're size just ginormous. But usually, I get yeah. an omelet there because they're just huge and substantial. One of those like wow your kids moments. And they have these like um they're like tater tots that are flat, so they're kind of like gems, but they're sticks at the same time. I don't know. Is there a culinary word for that? I, what is? I it? should find out. But they have just great you know, tater sticks <laughs> seems very, I know. You know, it's funny. Our food community is so, in my opinion, so against the idea of stapling the potato on us and being like, this is who we are. <laughs> and I'm so down for it. I am like, I am the couch potato. <laughs> own it. Yeah. I feel yeah. like we need to own the, po- the yeah, why potato. Not? I mean, that's, it's weird because when we told people we were moving to Boise, they'd be like, you mean where they make the, where they, they make the potatoes and I still, no, wait, didn't you have, We've had this talk wait, before. what was your idea of what a potato farm would look yeah, like? Yeah. So when I first moved here, I, for years was searching for a potato field. I was so dedicated on this subject <laughs> and it took me until college one day to realize potatoes grow in the ground. So unless you actually knew what a potato grows like, you'd have no idea if you were driving through potato fields. So I'm sure after my years in Idaho, I've seen potato fields, mm-hmm. but you got to know what the shrub looks like. Mm. Yeah. That was like when I first went to Arkansas. So Shane's from mm. Arkansas originally. Oh, what? Uh, yeah, okay. They have North- a really big food community. Yeah. Yeah. So he's from Northwest Arkansas. Southern and cooking. I first went to the South. I'd never been to the South. And <gasps> I, I know, Whoa. well, and we were yeah. dating and yeah. I just had this idea that I was going to drive by and see just fields of like running chickens. 
because I knew that Arkansas was yeah, a, a, chicken a chicken community. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, the, they don't run free, which then I found out. <laughs> Not about anymore. Chicken. No, they don't. And that's a whole nother I think topic. that there's probably a movement for free range chickens. <laughs> yes. That uh, maybe there's someone politicking for, yeah. well, you know, for chickens. Yeah. There's, I work, I studied environmental science. There's actually a lot of controversy around eggs in particular, because it's easy to say like, oh, they're cage free, but there's certain terminologies and definitions. Mm-hmm. And so you really want to um, edu- be educated about your food. My thing lately is, do I actually see the face of the farmer? Um, really comforting to know the name and the address of the person that feeds you. Oh yeah, I love the Boise Co-op for that. I love that you yes. can walk in and then you're looking up at the walls yeah. and I'm like, oh, well, I'm gonna get my rutabagas from, I mean, I've never bought a rutabaga. Actually, what is know. a rutabaga? I don't know, but I'm Uh-oh. gonna find out. Yeah, we should. By the next spots. Okay, so. While we're looking um, that up, anything okay. else in Meridian before we move? Just Meridian in general? Yeah. Um, I love- Is the candy store still up? Zola's? Yeah, the special ed one. I don't know if it is. Oh my gosh. I I think it might be, but I don't know. So real fast, um, I love... 830 Common um, on, in Main Street, Meridian, just because they're really revitalizing that section. I think that's a, a great the place. The heart of Meridian downtown. And they have an amazing brunch. There's also a pub that's right across the street that I went to that I was um, really Heritage? happy with. Heritage. Yes, Heritage mm-hmm. is great. And they just started doing sushi, um, which is kind of a sister brand. What we is could, up with Boise? Beer and sushi is totally I our know, thing. I know, it's a thing. Lost Grove in the East End. Um, and I love Pueblo Lindo Mexican. Um, that's one of our favorite places to go. Okay. It used, it, it's in McCall. But What's it's good not, about it? Um, everything like if you just okay. want great Mexican it's like you're, you want good family Mexican quality yes I and quantity as well um yeah. and that then, balance for sure mm-hmm. big and then in um and I also really like uh the harp, the harp. um which is oh, an, I've been. yes and one other oh I'm really into big daddy's barbecue it's on Cherry okay. and Fairview, and they, yeah. if you just are, and we moved from the South, so we okay. really were looking for good barbecue. Right. And that's what you're, you've are you been going to? Um, we've, yeah, I think uh, their burgers are some of the best you'll ever have. They Boise are, Barbecue for life. I've been really liking them just because of their community aspect, but then Bodacious Pig and Eagle mm, is where delicious. I've been going. Yeah. Mm. Uh, take us up into Eagle, since you mentioned it. Ooh, Eagle has yeah. tons of gyms. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I many. mean, it's kind of that, I feel like, Meridian is that, you know, middle point with Boise and Eagles when we're starting to see the farms again and we're mm-hmm. starting to see that agricultural side of the community. Um, you know, of course, there's Crave we mentioned. Um, I actually was a prep cook for Rice, which I love them. Toffee's restaurants are so great. They're Thai. Um, I'm going to butcher the name again. Kachi? Kachi. Kachi. Mm-hmm. I oh, I had an octopus there. Super Ooh, yeah. good. Yeah. yeah I really Leg. like that. And they're... Um, their patios, yeah. phenomenal. I haven't been out there yet because yeah. I went in the winter. Yes. We'll have um, to go. You know what's just the most random and fun place ever in I Eagle? I love pop-ins, what? Okay, it's called Wild West Home of Mama Italia. Italiana? Um, so it was Wild West Eatery, which was a burger place, right? Okay, yeah. And then- History. <laughs> this is so random. So it's on State Street, like okay. right in uh, downtown um, Eagle. And so we like go- Valentine? Pardon? Valentine's no, right on the corner of Maine and uh, Eagle. Oh, okay. So, no, state. Sure. It's on state. Yeah, 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 it's on. Okay. Google it. That's okay. what I say. So we go in and we're, we're imagining like this burger place, but this Italian family uh-huh. bought it and they were just going to run it like a burger place. But then they're like, well, we're all Italian and we all cook Italian. So why don't we start having an Italian night? And so you it's can It's a burger go, place with an Italian night. It's a night. burger place. You can go there for breakfast, which I haven't yeah. done, but I've heard it's really good. And uh-huh. then on Friday and Saturdays, they have the most amazing Italian night. Everything's from scratch. It's like home what? cooking. And we were eating there once and this, like the grandma came out. She had Nona. this- 
<laughs> probably. Yeah. And what? she had this like tray of hand baked um, cookies for us. <gasps> she's speaking in Italian. She's telling me that she has a blog in Italy of her baking stuff and she shows it to me and it's like oh beautiful. My gosh. And they're just bringing us this food and it was the most. It was it was the kind of dining yeah, experience that you're just feeling. like I I'm so happy right now I'm full in all the ways and I just it's like going to church yeah it was beautiful and I'm like that place is so bizarre this this combination have you been to Alavita um, yes, downtown okay that's a good Alavita. one there's mm-hmm. also the market that I'm trying to think of that's so fun that's Italian we really do have an Italian mm-hmm. food scene here in the community yeah mm. um, Eagle though I'm trying to think of some other places that I've been loving oh. Their avocado toast is some of my favorite. And one of the, you know, bigger members of our food culture, mm-hmm. I'd say for sure. Yes. Um, did you say that their avocado toast is one of your favorites? Yes, I did. I am that person. So I push that. and pour. I'm a diehard Garden City, which is like right on that eagle turn. He's making fun of us right now. I don't oh, know if you know what? that. He's making fun of our of, of us uh, being so, what, tell me, what do you make? What? No, I think it's cool. To <laughs> we get, get along with avocado toast. <laughs> Um, also schnitzel garden is great have you been there oh it's, my gosh my friend that's lived in germany is like diehard schnitzel garden yeah it's really good yeah. and it's cool it's a cool atmosphere um if you're looking for german food that's the place to be i would yeah, say yeah okay 100%. so and then we also we talked about chateau de fleur um Raganis. Uh, am i saying that right yeah i believe so yeah. yeah and it's that whole entire chateau de fleur is just such a great ambiance and vibe i love popping out there yeah all right. I think we should go into Garden City because I'm just so passionate about it. Um, I'd love to know more community. about Garden City because I'm, yeah. uh, I think that we know the metro areas, but yeah. Garden City is one of these areas that just kind of gets, um, I don't know, glossed over sometimes. I'm hoping it continues that way. I mean, you know, when we were talking earlier, I'm like, please, no one move to Garden City. I'd like to afford a home there. Mm-hmm. Um, I know everyone is loving the bench. And if you talk to a local a lot of the time and you're like, oh, I'm going to go to Garden City. They're like, oh, please, like, you know, bring your mace type of situation. Um, but it has been so revitalized. It's a huge artist community. They have this area where you can surf in the river um, that's become super popular over the summer. And there's this place called Yard Arm. That's this like bohemian, um, fun little drinking spot that's kind of connected to 34th Street Market where they do farmer's markets, um, which they've had um, in the past year. But that with Push and Pour, there's some type of vibe there that for me, I'm like this... There are certain places in this community where you're like, this is me. This is, I feel mm. right here. And that's my place, I feel like. I mm. love that. Yeah. That's a great question to ask people. Where, what food community or what food place really makes you feel at home? And and that's a good, it's like yeah. finding your tribe, finding your style. And what is your food experience? And Totally. And trying new styles and mm-hmm. being like, okay, this is my style. And ooh, that's an interesting, different take on it. And I think that's our food community is constantly growing like the avocado toast. There's so many great places that are out there. Um, do you, I feel like we're talking about all of our food places, but Shane, what do you like to eat? Where's your food place? I'm going to save it to the end because, okay. because I'm hesitant to share. I'm That's one of those fair. hesitant people, but there are a couple of places that I think I'm, I, I think I'm ready to share. <gasps> yeah. And I, you know, I take my time sometimes when I share a food place, like I'll probably eat at a place for a year before I start even talking about it maybe. But I will say that if I'm in garden city, uh-huh. there was a time when I was less healthy yeah. and uh, I made a lot of poor decisions. And every time I passed by, I'd go by pastry perfection. Oh yeah. Oh, they do not mess around. It yeah. is so good. They've got everything. That's what's great about I them. love pastries. Good you I, need. I love pastries and donuts and 
Sometimes I'm in the mood for a donut. Sometimes I want a scone. Sometimes the, I want a muffin. They're the one they place in everything. Boise you can screen print with them. And that's the one thing about them that I love that you can message them in the week and have them print out anything for marketing on really? donuts, on cakes. Yeah, girl. So if you mm. ever need a hull meridian cake in a week, they can make it happen. <laughs> good to know. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Oh, all the food I feel like in our community is good. The North end has been growing so much in the food community. I feel like uh, certified is such a gorgeous space. So it is the sister restaurant to Wilder. They both share this sourdough um, recipe. That's a 500 year old um, starter from San Francisco. And um, they have the greatest English biscuits with this sandwich that I almost always get. Um, get it loaded with the avocado and bacon, treat yourself. Mm -hmm. um, but it actually, the name of it is from the original store that was certified, I think carpeting or something like that. And so they wanted to continue. Oh, I didn't know that. That's the legacy of that store. Oh. How cool is that? Yeah. We went, recently went to a place in the north part of Boise, maybe the western part of Boise. The Russian The spot. north oh, end, Aliancas? friends. Guys, the north end, honey. So, pardon me. So, did I say that right? The, Carry oh, on. Sorry, did we say it wrong? I don't. Oh, that's <laughs> hard. I think that we're mixing our geography. Okay, well, we went to Alianka um, Russian cuisine, mm -hmm. and it was, I, I was not expecting. It's where Kin used to be. I, it, I didn't See, know. and Lamp. Oh, mm -hmm. okay, yeah. Um, so it was, I actually met the owner, Alina, um, uh -huh. randomly at a party and I was eating some of her food. I'm like, this is freaking amazing. Where did you get this? Isn't that funny how food works like I that? I know. <laughs> and it's like, and it was right down the street. It was like an outdoor is during COVID. And you they guys just, have a date night there? Yeah, we, we did. did. So we did. We just took our like whole family. It was <gasps> awesome. Yeah, Talk about a place that takes like care of take you. We take our kids to, you know, experience new food because... The chicken nugget uh, culture is, is uh, it's real. <laughs> yeah. so we're you can to always find chicken fingers here in Idaho. <laughs> yeah, so we're trying to expose them. But sorry, what were you saying? I was gonna say that you talk about a, a place that takes care of you and makes you feel welcome. Mm -hmm. That uh -huh. staff and um, the whole team was amazing. They just, they didn't hover, but they were always checking in and There's they only... were genuinely concerned of, did we like it? Is it good? And I Amen. thought it's, it's amazing. All the way down to the borscht. Have you ever ha had borscht? So that's the thing. I know very little about Russian food. I'm from Hawaii, um, but where do you get Russian food in Boise? There, I or there's a cookie there. place in Meridian, a Russian cookie place. Yeah, in Candy's. There is? There is, I don't even remember the name. I've been one time before. There's such a huge Russian community here, and it's There like, is, and oh, I'm, I had no I'm idea. Really, oh, it's Wait, huge. so what should I be eating that's Russian food then? What's like borscht, you said? Borscht is a, a vegetable soup with beets Love in veggies. it. And okay. I know that beets just can beets be a big. divisive vegetable, but I'm pro what? beet, pro beet. Oh, I don't oh, take a stance on much, but I do take a I stance on beets, beet. pro beets. Okay. <laughs> uh, that they had this amazing honey cake that's like layers of crepes and kind oh, of yum. a subtle cream with a honey glaze on top with toasted almonds. It was, it was the hit. So the something night. I respect about the Russian cuisine is that it's no frills. They're not, they, you know, they're sweet. I don't know. I feel like a lot of different food communities particularly where I grew up with Asian foods, we use a lot of sugar to just shock the heck out mm -hmm. of you and be like, that was amazing. Um, Russians don't do that. They're like, you're gonna like the integrity of these ingredients and we're not like gonna be like the Japanese and like proof it up for you. This is what it is, eat it. And I, 
yeah, I want to learn more. There was something about that eating experience that made me want to learn more about the culture. Mm, for sure. And I, she actually described her desserts of saying, I don't want you to be distracted by sugar and not <gasps> realize the different ingredients in my desserts. It's and that's thing. exactly, so it's funny you said it like that because yeah. that's exactly as she described it. They, I've uh, never even had Russian food before. <laughs> I know, the vodka balls, everything there was good. So we, we definitely recommend. Uh, you know, and place. I think about that sometimes with members of our community is, um, food can sometimes be that median point. You know, you may not know about Russian people, but if you eat their food, that's that gateway for you to learn more about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Um, I feel like, of course, we have we messed out on my CUNA area, which is actually where close to where I live. I was going to mention Hudson Baking Co. I know you just got it recently. Mm-hmm. So it's I think it's a cottage um, uh, bakery yeah, and mm-hmm. they're doing uh, sourdough deliveries, yeah. basically. And they also do sourdough brownies, which are ridiculous. Are they the best? Uh, yeah. We were talking about doing an uh, avocado toast collab, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. So okay. if anyone wants a kit like that, let us know. That's that's fun. Yeah. So uh, they they would be fantastic for that. And they're actually teaming up. It's so funny. What I like about food, and huh. we could talk about food for like three hours. I know. But how close this community is and how Part many one. collaborations there are. So they're actually working with... Thomas Cattle Company, who is- Oh, I love them. Yes, their their beef is amazing. We eat their beef. And so they're like a ranching company and they work with Ooh. Hudson and then they do collabs with, it's just, everyone is so um, connected with each other and I feel very supportive with each other, yeah. which is I think why it's fun to work in this community. Cause- Speaking of divisive foods though, ostrich. Oh, right. And Emu. You, and you, who knew you could yeah. get it here? Did, do you know much about this? Totally. Um, I know a little bit McCoy Farms. I actually, my facial lotion is from the emus that they have. Really? Yeah, it's a local lotion. So th- we used their beef um, uh-huh. and it was delicious. I had no idea. Ostrich beef? Yeah. Oh, no, what? no, no oh, the beef, sorry. I was like, what? <laughs> we use that, is that to, the is, um, to substitute for some of our yeah. beef things. Uh-huh. And so we had ground ostrich and it was delicious. And was there it, a taste difference at all? I haven't had it, honestly. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's like a gamey difference. It was yeah. just, it was just Birdie. kind of a... Sure. <laughs> it was so convincing that my seven-year-old was confused. She That's ate right. the burger and yeah. she's like, was there something did different she know? about this oh, burger? She didn't know. And I said, no, no, no. It's a regular it's burger. Eat it. My mom did that in first grade. Do you know what pate is? Yeah. Sure. Um, goose liver, for those of you that don't know. Um, my mom told me it was cheese. She was like, do you want some of this cheese? And I was like, sure, mom. And I had like a couple of things. I was like, this is so good. And then my mom was like, yeah, that's a goose's liver. And I was Psych. like, oh. How dare she? But I mean, I was a first grader with a palate of like an old person. It was amazing. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our first grader does not actually. She's second. Anything um, else in CUNA? Because I know that uh, you're right. We don't really talk about CUNA all that much. I've heard about Enrique's. Yeah. Oh, Enrique's is like a huge Mexican community that is super popular in that area. I think CUNA is really starting to see um, a food community start. It's in the incubator phase, if you will, if you ask me. And um, I know Omen Poppies also, who is another food provider. I love their sauces. They are like, I don't know if you've met them. They're a grandpa and grandma pair, um, but they are wing people. And that's what they've decided to grow a business in since retirement. And they do not mess around with their sauces. You can find them in any Albertsons. Mm -hmm. What were their names? Oma and Poppy. I want that to be our grandparent names, Natalie. <laughs> oh, save okay. it. I'm Poppy. Oh, okay. Oh my gosh, what? That's also a troll's name too. Mm. <laughs> I love that show. Uh, okay, shall we switch gears? We yeah. we could talk all day, but I know that for we've sure. been talking for a while. Uh-huh. Let's talk food trucks. Oh, yeah. oh, Walk sure. Boise. Have oh, you been? I haven't been yet. 
they're doing um, age. I don't like the word fusion necessarily, but I know the community doesn't like the word fusion. Personally, I'm totally down for mashups, mm-hmm. like music mashups, food mashups, but they've been doing tacos that are Thai style. So you can get like a faux taco and that oh. type of thing. Um, I'm just, yeah, I feel like right now um, our food community is having that kind of playfulness. There's Boy Bite in um, Talia Wine. They are amazing. They brought lobster rolls in uh, for this summer. And that was like, I don't know. There's certain, I feel like, do you ever feel this? Certain menu items that come out and it shifts our food culture. And so all of a sudden everyone was like lobster rolls. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, it's been a thing for a while, but like, and so it's interesting. Our food community is having that particularly with the food trucks and um, gosh, there's so many popping up. I really advocate for people to follow, um, you know, the, there's a lot of food truck groups. So there's like a hillside food trucks um, collective where you can plan to go out into your local area and support all these food community members, which I think is so awesome. That is you can great. hire them for your event too. We actually uh-huh. had La Crepe Boise um, come no. to our, I mean, and this is COVID. So yeah. we tried to do, we had actually really fun COVID birthdays. Yeah, We did one oh, where we like totally, we created a backyard to look like a bar and there was four what? of us. It was amazing. Um, but we COVID had- COVID creativity. Yeah, I know, it's fun. Um, we had LaCrae Boise come in and met, we met them at the park uh-huh. and we set up a table and they just like made us- amazing savory and sweet crepes and we ate oh my word how many crepes do we eat um so and the owner cami was like the nicest nicest human ever also saint luke's and cup bop oh my gosh that tickled my oh, heart oh yeah this is so fun content. so that's another um so cup bop is uh it started as a food truck and now mm-hmm. um it's here um i guess kind of all over the treasure yeah. valley mm-hmm. but the owner and i um collaborate and we do this thing where we basically take lunches to essential workers. So someone can sponsor it and we go to schools to um, provide lunches for all the teachers. And then last week we did the entire staff of St. Luke's Meridian and it was crazy. It was during the blizzard. Mm-hmm. We had um, we had Tate's um, rent, Tate's rents. Mm-hmm. Um, they brought in heaters for free just to like kind of help us out. And it was, uh, I could go on a bit. The, um, but the food truck scene, it's really cool. And they're, uh, they're, it's just this whole other You know what's funny community. is that p- restaurateurs always want a food truck. Uh-huh. Food truck people always want a restaurant. Uh-huh. It's a hard business model. And I think we're seeing that in the food community is how do you get your food? Delivery, pickup, mm-hmm. you know, being in house um, with everything going on. Food experiences are changing. I think, you know, we're seeing more of that. We're wanting more of that to, you know, it's not just about the food. It's about the vibe you get when you go. Yeah. And that's a huge thing. Speaking of, I would be remiss not to mention these places. Uh, Ann Sots, the new Basque place. You guys have to go. Pork belly sandwich that is out of this world. They are, uh, Dan, the owner, has is a huge member of the Basque community and culture. And I don't think uh, we utilize it enough, truly. But um, he is definitely starting to have more, I think, of a grasp in that food culture. And Gil Nine, I don't know if you guys have been before. No. Their crab dip, size of a mountain. Gill Nine? Yes. Yeah. It's one of those places where I know there are boy scenes that are like, how dare you mention this place? (laughs) I'm so sorry, friends. We've got to let them in. I feel the wrath. (laughs) Yes. It's a, you know, but I I think, I think that space can handle the growth. Uh, Gill Nine, it's uh, this little bar, a lot of, notorious boy scenes I feel like go there and you would go in there and it is totally like a diner vibe where you would not think of the rapport of the place 
but they are notorious for their crab dip. It is huge. Okay, we're going like this and weekend. Let's it's it. it's just a whole experience. Like once you've had it, you're like, well, another one. It's actually right next to the stagecoach. Oh my God, split the, I want to say it's the prime rib. It's like they're bigger meat and it's quite expensive, but you can take the large. Oh, I know this is another thing where they're like, don't share this, but I've got to. You split it in half for two you're people. Talking about, you're talking about stagecoach? Yeah. Like in yeah. Garden City? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. I Okay. Yeah. So get the meat, get a I've large and there split a million it times. and they'll split the potato and they'll split the whole meal for you Oh. instead of paying for two. Interesting. I did some oyster shots there that were literally like, I mean, the size of a quarter or more. It was huge. Wow. Good right. hack. Thanks for for Sharon. I try. <laughs> okay, let's wrap it up. Final question. Okay. If you just wanna chill on a Friday night, you're not looking for frills, you just want some comfort, and you just wanna hang out with your friends for some easy conversation, where do you go? Ooh, Natalie. That's a good one. Oh, okay, Can I, I'm gonna do two places. Okay, so I love, um, I love the goodness land. Oh my God. Um, so it <laughs> so is, um, it's on, uh, it's in Boise on Overland and it's Middle Eastern food. I went to school in Israel for a while. And so oh I, I really love Middle Eastern food. And when I, as soon as I went in there, I just, it was like kind of going back to this whole experience. It's, yeah. the food is delicious. You can kind of just chill. No one's going to bother you. So it's so funny because my place is Ishtar Market. Love mm. that place. Oh, yeah? It's a, similar to the goodness land. Um, and it's it's just a hole in the wall, little, you know, Middle Eastern bodega. They have bleached. They have things you might need randomly. Mm -hmm. um, but they make all their bread and their sweets um, in-house. And what's uh, it one more time? Ishtar Market. Okay, yeah. Yeah. It's in the Overland Country Movie Theater. You would be like, what the heck is this place? Mm -hmm. um, mostly it's the Arabic community. Like when I go in there, I'm the only white person there for sure. They're like, who is this person? <laughs> um, now the owner knows me. So we've got some kosherness. But, you know, we're talking about supporting the food community. Actually trying to make a relationship with the person you're talking to. I yeah. think that's number one. Oh, we had a great, the last time we were at the, um, the Goodness Land, we had uh -huh. a great conversation with um, our server, she was so interesting. And yeah. just at the end, we just kind of felt like we made a new friend. And, and you said you had a second chill place. I'm oh yes. Know. And just for me, I love pho, like love okay. it. And so I like pho tay. Um, it's on, is it Five Mile and Fairview? Mm -hmm. okay. And it's just, you know, it's just really chill. And I just get the biggest bowl of pho that they have. And I could just eat there like just for a couple hours. I don't even, my full place is on Broadway. It's by the Y6 Yoga. Oh my gosh, I've been doing hot yoga, whole different podcast. <laughs> but that is apparently the, I've had tried to have a lot of pho. It seems to be my favorite so far. But see, that's the hard thing. I think you have to keep trying all the places and see just, well, vibes are right with you and your tummy. Yeah. Mm. Right on. Shane? Who, if I just want to chill, I want some finger steaks and I'm going to Rudy's. Oh. You were to where? I'm what? going to Rudy's. Rudy's, really? Oh my gosh. I was not yeah. expecting that. On McMillan like and Tin Mile. And there's two, you know, there's one on Overland too. I haven't hit that one. Yeah, but we do, we go there with our friends. We hang out with the same friends like I all the like time. I feel like Shane is classic Boisean. Maybe he was a Boisean mm. in a different life. Maybe. Maybe. His yeah. beard, I don't know if you guys know, he has a kind of a pretty incredible beard. But he his does. beard We're, is Boisean. Beard care? Whole thing. Yeah, we should do podcasts about it. People are interested, believe me. I am. Me. I am. I need some male influencers in my life. I know. Okay, so tell me, but why Rudy's? I think that Rudy's is a casual atmosphere. And if I want to hang out with friends, that's where I want to be. I uh, There are some places with amazing ambiance. Uh, locals. Our local friends took us there mm -hmm. and just said, hey, let's just go and eat. And I thought... Rudy's I've never it's like a sports yeah. I wouldn't even consider to go there yeah. Yeah, yeah. but uh yeah it was 
comfortable and the food was so good and they had a good variety on the menu, but I got to talk to my friends a lot and we had great conversation. Yeah, they do. They have big, uh, they, have big, big they have big booths and you can really just settle in and uh, yeah, it, we've, we've been there a lot. I guess yeah. I really hadn't thought about it, but. I miss Water Bear being open so much. Oh, yeah. Speaking of chill spaces, that's like, oh, when I'm in there, I'm like, wow, I am an ethereal woodland spirit of the <laughs> mountain tiki so variety. so beautiful. Nice. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alex. If Thanks people want to know guys. more about you, where to mm-hmm. find you, give them some spots. Oh yeah. So you can follow me at BOI Food on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and the Table Rock Podcast, which is available through Speak Studios um, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Wow. Thank you very much. Thanks yeah. for having me. Awesome guys. conversation. This has been so fun and I feel like it's just the tip of the iceberg. There's so many great, great places to eat. And let's dive into the food ahead food. of us. Yes, yeah, we're oh, gonna happily. start eating now. Um, I'm gonna dive into this guacamole. Yeah. All right, guys. Awesome. Thanks. No Thanks food so ASMR. <laughs> Bye. The Boise Bubble Podcast is brought to you by Coffee and Supply Co. Looking for a new coffee experience? Try Coffee and Supply Co. located in Eagle, Idaho. It's family owned and features a pour over bar a unique bites menu, including vegan and gluten-free options, all locally sourced. Mention Speak Boise and receive 10% off any food and beverage. Visit www.coffeeandsupplyco.com or follow them on Instagram at coffeeandsupplyco. Need help growing your business? It's what you don't know that will cost you. Tulu Peer Advisory Groups is here for every stage of business growth. Find out more at tulu.com. T-A-L-L-O-O.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Boise Bubble Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at the Boise Bubble. And for more information about our community, follow at Hello Meridian. See you next time.